Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper here for the Illini Inquirer podcast, where Illinois wins yet again. They clinched their first winning record in the Big Ten for the first time in a decade. That's still an amazing stat. Uh, but Illinois beats Northwestern 74-66. Not a great defensive performance, but that's not the story of the day. No, it's not Iodasumu's 21. It's not Kofi Coburn's 12th double-double of the season, Derek. It's Alan Griffin having his breakout game. Yet another uh, Illinois player who can take over a game. And boy, did he in the second half. Uh, had 17 points in, in, I think, a span of eight and a half minutes in that one. Uh, just caught fire. And there are a few players, maybe not another player on this team, maybe Trent Frazier that can get uh, that hot uh, in one little burst. And he took over, finishes the game 9 for 11 uh, from the field for 24 points, his career high, and hit six of uh, six from three, or six of eight from three, excuse me. Uh, eight three pointers for Illinois. He got six of them. Illinois can't get to that number very often of eight threes, Derek, but he did it, and he did it quick, and this kid's becoming a star before our eyes. Yeah, he's been such an important part of this team over the last stretch, and it's been really, really consistent. We've talked about it coming off the bench, and it seems like every night he's giving you 10 to 12 points and seven rebounds and uh, has progressed defensively. But when he goes on a three-point assault like that, it just adds another dynamic to this team. And uh, you think about the ingredients that Illinois has for a tournament run where they have the defense, they have the, the A-list guy in I.O., they have the big guy down low in Kofi. They rebound really well. Three-point shooting is a big concern, and when he can step up and make those shots, it really makes Illinois that much more dangerous. And if he can do that in some crunch time moments here going forward in March, it just adds a extra level of explosiveness for this team. And it just gives you such a higher four that if Trent Frazier goes three for 14, one for nine from three like he did tonight, if Andres Felice is one for eight, over oh three from three, uh, and you play a team, Derek, with that kind of zone where they're going to try and take away Io and his ability to penetrate, take away Kofi Coburn as much as they can, uh, that gives you another guy that you have to shoot over people some nights, and, and he's able to do it. Uh, what is that magic number of threes they have to get to because if they're making if they get to eight threes in a game I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to win but uh, Alan Griffin's that guy who, who can do that and Trent Frazier at times can be that guy it's not a team that's going to get double digit threes very often but those two guys at least you know once you enter March as we enter March can get hot and if they do look out yeah, they can get to that seven, eight threes in a, in a particular game. And it's a different ball game. We're talking if Allen doesn't step up and make shots because outside of him, you shot two for 15 from three. So 
Yeah, the zone is something that we're going to continue to look at. It's something that teams could potentially throw at Illinois going forward, but he can help you shoot out of it. Trent, you, you'd think he's going to hit a stretch where he's not shooting one for nine from three, but yeah, most nights, and I know that Northwestern's a really bad team. They've lost 12 in a row, but uh, a lot of nights when Trent and Andres would combine to go four for 22, you're, you're struggling to win that ball game. What is Alan Griffin's ceiling? Um, because I, I know for we're talking this year and making a tournament, and Let's get this out of the way first. I think tonight they clinch the NCAA tournament because you get to 11 Big Ten wins. Um, there's going to be, what, six, seven Big Ten teams that can get to there. I think they're all going to make the tournament, all those teams who do it. But you have no bad losses remaining uh, on the schedule. So you're tied for second place in the Big Ten. I feel like you're going to win another game that will further clinch an NCAA tournament, Derek. But this team's in, in my opinion. You're entering March playing for seeding. <laughs> How about that? Uh, yeah, that's where you want to be. And uh, Brad said climbing the mountain. You said before we turn this record on, better than climbing the ladder, that's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, you have some good wins, some good road wins. You won as many road games as anybody in the league, tied with Maryland now. So uh, it would be great to still win one or two of those, especially at home, Indiana and Iowa, uh, and try to get that double bye because I think that that puts you in a position where – you get to Saturday in the Big Ten tournament, maybe you're at least a, a six in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, seeding is then going to matter for how far you can go. But it's this is what they've been, you know, Illinois fans have been waiting for. What you've been building towards is getting back to the tourney. Yeah, potential 21 or 20 win season here, maybe 21 wins. Talking about 12, 13 Big Ten wins. That's all sitting in front of you, Derek. And you're right. I think they can get as high as a five seed, possibly, if, if they end this year on another hot streak where they can go on a great win streak. Uh, probably as low if they lost out. I think they'd be sitting there on the 10 line or something like that. But I think that's where you put yourself at the moment. And think about this, Derek. I keep going back to this. Four games ago, we're doing a podcast, almost like a post-mortem of Io DeSumo's Illini career, and I, he had five turnovers, and I got really sloppy at certain points, but he had six rebounds, four assists, and 21 points. He's got 63 points in the last three games. It's like that knee injury just reset him, gave him a little energy boost, and, and all of a sudden uh, maybe he saw his college career flash before his eyes, and he told us he needed to come back and dance, and there was unfinished business. He's getting there. He's getting there, and he's, he's getting to a point where I think it's going to be really hard to keep him off the All-Big Ten first team. And again, if I, I keep going back to you get to a double bye, and uh, he's leading that team and leading the charge, and he has the game winners on his, on his belt. That's really, really impressive, and he, is not, he does not look limited at all in transition. He's still one of the best players in the country uh, as far as college basketball. The pull-up game, something that was a major, major weakness or just pointing to in the offseason, something need to get better. He's showing NBA scouts that that's – a part of his game, a strength of his game, and uh, putting him in the pick and roll because it's, it's funny how we've seen the development of, over the season. This is the mid-range game and how, what he does in the pick and roll. That translates to the NBA. How, cool, let's do this real quick, okay? Uh, Luca Garz is number one on that All-Big Ten first team. Then you go Cassius because he's still been awesome. Um, Jalen well, Smith. Jalen Smith would probably be three for me. I'm not putting Daniel Toro on there because Minnesota's just not playing very well. He's a great player and probably deserves to be on there himself. Uh, Lamar Stevens is hard to keep off there. Anthony Cowan's hard to keep yeah, off there. Xavier Tillman's hard to keep off there. Who do you keep off to put Iowa on? Because I came in thinking this week Iowa's probably six, seven in there, but I'm agreeing with you. I think it's really hard to keep him out of the first team right now. 
That's tough. It's, it's tough. It's some tough. It feels like eight, there. and then there's yeah. a there's a drop off after that. Right. And I, Cassius has done a lot, and there's also the factor of just him being the preseason Big Ten player of the year. I think he's going to get some expectation votes essentially to have him in the first team. And again, he's played at a high level. And really, Michigan State's problem is what's been around him. But uh, Oturu, I agree with you. His numbers are ridiculous, though. I mean, he's averaging in Big Ten play like 21 and 10, so that's tough. I bet he'll get on there. Yeah. If Illinois finishes, which right now it looks like they might finish higher than Penn State, probably give the nod of Iowa over Lamar. I would give Iowa at this point, and it's weird to say over Cowan and over Lamar. I think I'd put him over those two. I think I'd rather have him on my team. What if Illinois finishes above Michigan State? Yeah, I mean, I think that's. Cassius? I think Cassius is in regardless. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're having that discussion, I was a first teamer. Sure. So that, that's a good thing to have. Plus, we have Kofi. What I thought he was so dominant to start that game. Uh, Twelve points, fourteen rebounds. That's what you want to see him do uh, against this Northwestern team. I was trying to get the ball out of his hands, but he's been really efficient, Derek. Offensively, he's been more aggressive. Uh, he got in a little bit of foul trouble tonight that held him out in the second half. But um, he's starting to. He's over that freshman wall, right? Like he he's cleared that thing, and he's back to just dominant. Kofi that didn't know any better in the first first half of the Big Ten play. Yeah, really putting some stress on the rim when he's tearing down the, the two-handed slams. But As he, Brian uh, Bennett wrote in a lot of Newtons. Yeah, down. right, absolutely. Uh, but you even mentioned it during the game. He, he makes a one-dribble move and goes to the right hook, and he was decisive and looked confident and is not fumbling the ball around. And, again, this is Northwestern and Nebraska. This is feast week for Kofi. And now going up against Trace Jackson Davis this weekend is going to be a big challenge and a big test. But uh, Kofi, even in the Penn State game, the Rutgers game, he rebounded it really, really well. He's now got over that where early in February he wondered about a freshman wall, and now uh, he's he's been pretty reliable down low. What did we think of Georgie's game? Because this is what I think he's had. It's something like five or six straight games. I don't have the numbers in front of me where he's given you five boards a game. Uh, offensively, one for three, he got that tip in. I thought it was DeMonte, but he got credit for it, so good for him. But defensively, he's been an issue, a big issue defensively. i got to run the stats and see how many of his offensive rebounds are his own misses <laughs> because there have been quite a few of those. Yeah. Defensively, yeah, he throws the two forearms into the back of Young. That was a terrible foul. He gets called for three seconds. Look, it wasn't good. We talk about our player grades. Maybe we don't give him a one-star. This It's hard not to, though. It it's really hard. A real basket. When, when he came on the court, Illinois got worse. Like I know they ended up a plus five with him. And he's battling through this, but three foul or no, that was Kipper. Kipper wasn't very good tonight either. Uh, but Georgie had two fouls, um, had a turnover. Yeah, you're right. I think it was like two or three offensive rebounds off his own misses. Uh, it was just you're, you're wanting that you're trying to will this kid, but there's just no confidence when he gets on the court. It's like get him off right when he gets back on because that's when the teams make the runs. Was when he's on the court. You can just see it on his face. He doesn't have the confidence, and it's. It's a bad thing for Illinois that you go into a stretch against Nebraska, against Northwestern, where they really struggle. I mean, Northwestern has some size, but they don't have the physically imposing type of guys you're used to seeing in the Big Ten. And Georgia goes one for nine against those two teams combined. So uh, we said going in, or we talked amongst the media, if not tonight, win. And didn't really have that that night tonight for Georgie, so I'd be concerned going forward. I'm trying to do the math in my head, if you couldn't tell. I was trying to do it. Uh, Trent was 6 for 25, right, in those four games where he was really struggling. Um, last game he was 4 for 12, so make him 10 for 37. And tonight you had 3 for 14. 
That's 13 for 51 over his last six games. Are you seeing anything? Like, is his shot? I mean, it's obviously not going in, but are, are we seeing anything physically, or is this just a bad drought for him? Because it's now pretty prolonged here, Derek. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I don't see anything with the shot itself, and really <laughs> one of those makes is from 72 feet away, and it's crazy. But uh, there are times where he settles too much or he'll he'll take a shot that uh, is from the corner, and maybe there's a guy. But then again, he's missed some good looks, and that's another thing. Uh, one thing that's been concerning to me is off the dribble, he's seen a little – out of control, a little reckless, where he's trying to get into the lane and draw some contact. He's a good free throw shooter, but it just hasn't worked out for him. He hit one floater there. I think it was towards the end of the first half. He had a little stretch there where he made two or three baskets uh, in a row. But but overall, he's continued to struggle. You know you're going to need him as far as making a deep run. Yeah, I mean, he provides good things off, uh, defensively. I thought he moved the ball pretty well. He, that Behind the back dribble he's doing a lot here recently to get some space it's been kind of careless but he, he's still been a positive player for you but like you said like Alan Griffin's not gonna shoot six for eight every night so you're gonna need Trent to add some uh, scoring punch from the outside as well all right when we come back this is a huge game against Indiana both for Illinois for seating purposes uh, for Big Ten tournament seating purposes as well uh, let's preview that also there could be an award on the line we'll talk about that next in the Illini Inquirer podcast hey I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Indiana loses tonight. Um, I think they're probably on the 10 line. I I don't know if they're quite on the bubble yet because they still have some good wins, Derek. But after losing tonight, they need a win. And a quad one win at uh, Champaign, I think, would basically seal an NCAA tournament berth for them. For Illinois, you're trying to stay in second place. You're tied with four other teams right now for second place, and you're trying to go up in the seed line. I think if they beat Indiana, they're probably a seven seed, and then you get your last couple games with a chance to go even higher than that. What do you expect against the Hoosiers on Sunday? It's a lot to play for, a lot on the line, sold-out crowd. Uh, It should be a lot of fun, and Indiana's going to come in and know that they need it. And uh, as you mentioned, they went into – West Lafayette tonight, I think they were on the, a nine seed and, and lose that game. and not, It was a missed opportunity for them. They did not perform very well offensively. But you have the two Big Ten legit freshman of the year candidates going up against each other. Uh, and, yeah, both can be ugly offensively at times, lean on their defense. Uh, but Indiana could use it because they've beaten, you mentioned it, some really good teams at home. They've beaten Florida State at home, Michigan State, Iowa. Uh, they could really use a feather in their cap on the road, and that's what we're trying to get. Uh, but from Illinois, you win that game. And I, I would 
then assume they're going to get the double bye. And, and then uh, what happens in Columbus, I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's one that Illinois is going to be expected to win, and, and really they should. There's a quad two game. The ones after that are quad ones. And I think the neutral site in the Big Ten tournament, if you're a four, if you're a top four seed, is probably going to be a quad one opportunity. So you have the chance to really add to your resume if you can beat Indiana at home and then find some more wins as you head into the NCAA tournament. It's fun to talk about. But what what do you think of the Trace Jackson Davis Kofi Coburn do a matchup and what other matchups intrigue you against Indiana? Because it's a it's a physical defensive team. I I told uh, Derek Burson after the game over under one twenty. For that game possibly <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and trace and, and kofi really similar statistically as far as their production points and rebounds you know kofi in, in the big 10 is around 13 and 9 and, and trace is 14 and 8 or something like that uh trace is going to challenge kofi as far as his mobility and what he can do on the perimeter and kind of take the ball off the dribble and uh that's going to be interesting, but they also have Joey Bronk. They have Deron Davis. So they have some physicality inside, and uh, George is going to have to be able to play because you're going to have to have another uh, five-man in there. So, uh, Also, the guard matchups, you know, Devontae Green is a big key for Indiana. If he makes threes, all of a sudden they can be pretty tough. So him against Trent Frazier is going to be one that I'll be watching, and obviously uh, Io in that backcourt uh, against whether it's Justin Smith or uh, Al Durham for them basically like a round robin of the coaches hired three years ago coming up here with Brad Underwood against Archie Miller and then against Chris Holtman. Um, I think Ohio State should probably still feel best about that one, right? But I think all are feeling pretty decent right now. Um, After Archie lands a five-star this week, they're in the NCAA tournament field, and obviously Illinois is feeling pretty dang good. I mean, that that hiring cycle is looking better than the uh, Chris Collins and Rich Pitino one at this point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think even Indiana fans would tell you they're in third place right now with, with Archie. But in-state recruiting, something he's definitely nailed down, and, and that was a big reason why Crean was on on the way out. But uh, for them to be able to get – man, his name's escaping me, but the five-star point. Lander, Christian Yeah, Christian Lander, Romeo Langford, and obviously Trace Jackson Davis. And 2021 is big time in the state of Indiana. They have a lot of high-level players, but – uh, yeah, Holtman over the course of it, just because of the consistency, if they get the tournament again, which they're in position, if not a lock right now, to do so. Uh, but Brad, as far as upside, if he gets to the second weekend, I think Illinois, with also their recruiting, their building towards, I think that they would feel maybe even best about their upside. This is our last Alana Inquirer podcast of February. It started in Iowa City that ended that long winning streak then it has a four game losing streak you bounce back with this win streak three game win streak right now that was a crazy month but now we're heading into march Derek. (laughs) we're heading into march where illinois is going to be heading to an ncaa tournament a big 10 tournament where they are relevant and they are a player i mean alan griffin's emergence tonight we've seen what io desumu can do andres felice has made big moments they have one of the best freshman bigs in the country this is what Illinois fans have been waiting for for a really long time. So in a month, I can't wait to think and look back of like, man, we just covered all that because the last two months have been nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think last time I was in this building, it was January of last year, and Illinois was 4-11, and 11, and uh, they did get Kofi to commit, which was a huge yeah. one, but things look pretty pretty dim, pretty dire. Oh, and double doink happened that day, Double too. doink. It was, it was a rough day, but uh, – <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. And and this team is getting a lot of national love. I mean, not only just in, in the Big Ten, or uh, we're talking about it because it's been the best season that anybody covering Illinois basketball has covered in a long time, but uh, they're, they're getting some national love as far as somebody that can make a run. And you mentioned it there. They have a number of pieces that they can lean on, uh, different ingredients that you see of teams that can last in March. And now it's going to be interesting because it's a team that hasn't been in that position before, but I don't think that they're they're backing down from the challenge. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, the WGNs here, right? There's an opportunity for Chicago media to kind of get into them. You're going to see a lot of stories come out of Chicago media next couple of days about Illinois, I'm sure. And Andy Katz is all over the steam as he was before the year. Um, but yeah, it was just cashing in on that stock. <laughs> it I will say this. Can I can I say what I said before the game? Our boy Joey Wagner, we really love from Decatur Hero and Review, was saying, oh, Georgie storyline. Is this the Georgie breakout? And I said, I think it's going to be the Alan Griffin game. So can, can I pat myself on the back, or is that, is that too much ego right there? Ah, go for it. Yeah, it was a good call. And uh, I want to say, I just looked on Ken Palm, in Big Ten play, the number one offensive efficiency rating in Big Ten play, Alan Griffin. It's amazing. You did the story in Europe on him. Yeah. What, right. what did you see then? Well, he was just all over the glass. And you saw him in workouts before then, and he was just – I've said it before. He just looks like he's playing harder than everybody. He knows where the ball's going to be. But And someone that could get hot from three, we've seen that as well. But his teammates raved about him back in June. Uh, he did it over overseas and, and had close to 40 in one game. So he, he went uh, on a three-point barrage there as well. But, uh, yeah, it's really just started with his effort. And he's just got a ton of second-chance opportunities and – Illinois is a better team when he's on the floor. No, my fans say, Brad, why did you sit the last five minutes of that game? But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's meant a lot. It worked out for him. Uh, I'm trying to think of some cute title for this podcast. I was thinking Gryffindor or something like that. But the Alan Griffin game makes a lot of sense, right? But I think you're going to see a lot of Alan Griffin pictures on the front of Alana Aguirre because he deserved it after that one. Gryffindor to so much more. <laughs> I'm not a Harry so Potter. Crazy. Were you Harry Potter no, guy? No, I don't, I don't know anything. I was more a Lord of the Rings nerd myself. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for the Illini Inquirer podcast. Fun one is uh, Illinois defensively wasn't that great, so some teachable moments uh, in that second half. But Northwestern, uh, 12 straight losses. It's been rough for Chris Collins this year. He's got a big year next year. Uh, but Illinois improves to 19-9, and 11-6 in the Big Ten. And now we head into March. It's a good time to subscribe to the Illini Inquirer podcast. More importantly, it's a good time to subscribe to Illini Inquirer. Uh, VIP access is just $1 for your first month right now. That's all of March Madness. So sign up. We appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you next time on the Alana Enquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.